It's a good day to focus on the sun, even if it is a little cloudy around where I am. Welcome back to Text to Nation. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from NASA is Heliophysics Division Director Peg Luce. Hi, Peg. Hi. A pleasure to meet you. Now, you're based at the Goddard Space Flight Center. Is that right in Maryland? I, I work out of headquarters. I'm at Goddard right now for this interview, though. Terrific. Well, the division you head up studies the nature of the sun. Tell us more about that. So we study the, the, the sun and everything it touches, the, the, the solar physics that drives the solar wind. And we also study the interactions of the solar wind with the Earth and its atmosphere, as well as other planets. And we actually uh, study all the way out to the edge of the heliosphere. We have 19 satellites on orbit and 13 in development to help us with that. Well, today is the summer solstice, first day of summer. That's the way most of us say it. But yes. more scientifically, what does that mean? So the Earth's axis is on a tilt. That's what causes our seasons. And on the summer solstice, the, the North Pole is, is at its maximum uh, angle toward the sun, and it gives us our longest day of the year. There is an interesting year ahead. In, in fact, you're calling this the heliophysics big year. Tell me about that. Yes, yes we are. This um, is a very exciting time as the sun reaches the, the solar maximum, we will be experiencing two solar eclipses across the United States, an annual, annular solar eclipse where the moon partially covers the, the disk of the sun, and then a total solar eclipse next year, which will allow us to actually see the, the solar atmosphere. And then Parker Solar Probe, our mission that touches the sun, that flies through the, the sun's corona, will be making its final maneuver to take it into its closest approach to the sun. And uh, all of that happening at a time when there's lots of solar activity and we'll be able to experience the sun's uh, energy all around us. What, what are some of the things that we hope to learn? I guess we don't know what we don't know, but uh, what are some of the things we hope to learn with that probe? So the, um, there are things we don't know, such as what accelerates the solar wind, what causes the solar wind to actually heat up as it uh, leaves, uh, moves farther away from the sun. So as, as close as the, you know, as, as much as we're able to study the sun directly, there are still many things we don't know about it. We also don't fully understand all the interactions between the sun and our atmosphere and our earth. And, um, the more we know about that, the better we'll be able to prepare uh, for the effects of solar uh, storms and, and uh, space weather that could uh, impact our technology and our astronauts. So it's, uh, it's lots of mysteries to solve and uh, applications for that information. What have we learned about trying to protect ourselves and maybe even astronauts from the, from the effects of solar storms? So... One of the most important things is to be able to predict the arrival of, of space radiation. And we have uh, satellites in orbit that can help us to, um, to do that. We are developing models. We are developing um, an understanding of the, the energy in the, in the space radiation that reaches, can reach a satellite, uh, an astronaut. 
and then what sort of uh, structures, materials will be helpful to uh, shield them from that radiation. What are some of the activities that NASA has planned for this big year? So we will have a number of outreach events. We also have uh, scientific experiments that will be um, operating during the eclipses. So we have um, airborne um, uh, instruments that will actually chase the eclipse, so get a longer view of, of the uh, eclipse phenomenon. Um, we have uh, citizen science opportunities to look at the at, at sunspots as the, the moon is covering them and perhaps ob observe them differently than we would normally be able to. We're also looking at um, the effects on Earth, the, uh, the uh, changes in the outer atmosphere when the, the sun's uh, energy is suddenly taken away and then suddenly comes back. There are uh, interesting things to learn as those phenomena happen. And everyday people can participate in this citizen science. Tell me about that. That's right. We have an, a website, go.nasa.gov slash heliobigyear that will provide people all kinds of information about the ways that they can get involved. We will have um, broadcast sites along the, the, uh, the path of the eclipses and opportunities to speak with scientists. And, um, but then a, throughout the year, there are things that people can do to observe the um, more aurora, more uh, solar storms and record what they're seeing. So um, definitely would love to invite people to participate with us. And of course, when it comes to the eclipses, uh, there are ways to, to view safely. There are things that people should know. Yes. Yes, we uh, definitely will be uh, encouraging everyone to make sure they have eclipse uh, glasses that, that, that provide uh, the, the uh, safety, the, the filter that you need to view the sun. Um, for the annular eclipse, you need to wear glasses the entire time. The, and... Uh, for this total solar eclipse, once the, the moon covers the disk of the sun, you are actually able to take the glasses off for the time that, that the light is obscured and, and view the, the corona. Some of us had some rather unusual views of the sun while we had heavy smoke from the Canadian wildfires that yes. created this eerie, eerie situation in the sky, didn't it? Yes, yes it did. Speaking of filters, that's another way. And once again, the place for people to go for more information, Peg? It's go.nasa.gov slash heliobigyear. Terrific. Peg Luce, thank you for spending time with us. Thank you, Fred.